Greetings, brothers and sisters in Christ. My name is Ray Bergman, and I'm here to welcome you to another episode of the Innocence Redeemed podcast. Today, I'd like to talk about righteous solutions for the earthly situations. And many of you have been feeling, including myself, have been feeling somewhat of a fatigue. And we get that, I believe, from just everything going on right now. Everything is just backwards from what it used to be and what we're used to. And I think that at times that can be discouraging um, when we see, when we look out there and we know that everything that we've known to be normal is anything but normal. And then yet, they're trying to push it as being the new normal. And, you know, if that's the new normal, then, you know, no thanks, I'm not going to want to be part of that. But a lot of what's causing this is strife, confusion. These are all products of the same family. You know, confusion, it's essentially wearing down God's people right now. Uh, the Lord has put it on me that lately he um, gave me a dream where everything was turned upside down. And yet, despite myself trying to tell people about it, they would not listen you know, or they refused to notice it. And, um, you know, we're at a point I don't know how much more obvious it can be. Um, you know, that's just my perspective on it. I think it's pretty obvious right now uh, what we're seeing unfold right before us. You know, we're seeing laws being passed where they're changing who's going to be part of society, who isn't. Um, you know, it's almost like a yellow star moment. If you ever read the Sneetches book by Dr. Seuss as a kid, uh, you'll know that there was they were divided by class, like who had one star, who had two. And that's kind of what we're seeing. I mean, it's kind of going on with the vaccine, but it's also happening in regards to division in the political party. And they're trying to divide us in every way, racially, uh, saying what's good is bad, what's bad is good. You know, this morning I read the news and, um, you know, every day take your pick on what's the most outrageous story of the day. But this was the one I saw. Uh, a pastor in the UK, this guy was 71 or 72 years old. And he got arrested because he said that marriage is defined between a man and a woman. And they essentially arrested him and held him overnight. And they released him, but the charge was a claim of homophobia. This right here is a demonstration on what is part of the persecution that's coming. You know, they're making laws in Canada where they're going to police what you say online. And to a degree, they've already been doing that here. I mean, comments are getting removed left and right. And... You know, it's getting harder and harder to have an opinion, especially one that's considered good or righteous in the face of all this adversity. And I think that a lot of this is what's, um, I think a lot of this is what's causing us to feel fatigue is we're just tired of the indignation. It's, it's just all this indignation and injustice that's piling up. And those who are seeking justice are not doing it for the right reasons. You know, they're, they're dividing the lines upon racial injustice and all this other stuff that's going on out there and these are issues that do exist i don't deny them but on the other hand you don't the answer isn't going around saying well we need to arrest or round up people or kill them i mean that's there's nothing about that that's christian like and anybody who supports that um and says they're christian needs to repent and know that that is not the way to conduct yourself in the body of Christ. And I spoke about that on my last podcast uh, concerning division in the church and what the angel of the Lord was pointing out that needed to be changed. 
So I wanted to go through, I did some scripture research, um, because many are feeling fatigue from all of this. And, you know, the spirit wears us down, guys. It's meant to cause, cause us fatigue because the enemy essentially, at the end of the day, wants us all to give up. And it's just a sign of the times further. Um, it's the spirit of lawlessness that, you know, you, if you read, uh, second Thessalonians two, verse seven, it says for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then if you further go on to Daniel 7.25, it says, He shall speak pompous words against the Most High, shall persecute the saints of the Most High, and shall intend to change times and law. Then the saints shall be given into his hand for a time and times and half a time. So when many are speaking about division among family and friends and What's causing it? I mean, I know the vaccine is a big one. It's causing families to feud right now. It's separating friends and family. You know, people who thought that they had good relationships are finding out that it's not exactly what they thought it was. And it's a shame that this is happening. But on the other hand, um, I think that the division is taking place because there are those who have mercy and live for the Lord, and there are those who don't. And there are those who are deceived and believe that they are, but they're persecuting others and that's not the lord's way but what we need to remember is to consider these trials and tests an opportunity for strengthening in our endurance and i think sometimes we lose sight of that when we're caught up in a moment because we believe that you know if something doesn't work out oh it's you know well how worse is it going to get i'm already dealing with this i'm already so tired and we just need to remember to stay strong first uh, peter 4 12 verse 13 says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you are going through, as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad, for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering, so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed to the world. And if you go on to James 1 and read verses 2 through 4, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So we need to understand that even though it might be uncomfortable for us at first, we're being shown something. And what we're being shown is how to come out better on the other end, and we often do. Um especially when it involves somebody we love and we're trying to understand how we can contend with that situation. You know, we have to remember also Jeremiah. Um, he went through that. Jeremiah had to go out and prophesy against those living contrary to the Lord, but the Lord saw him through all of it. Jeremiah brought his woes to the Lord in Jeremiah 15. If you look at verses 15 through 21, he went on to pray, Lord, you know what's happening to me. Please step in and help me. Punish my persecutors. Please give me time. Don't let me die young. It's for your sake that I'm suffering. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, O Lord God of heaven's armies. I never joined the people in their merry feasts. I sat alone because your hand was on me. I was filled with indignation at their sins. Why then does my suffering continue? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brook like a spring that has gone dry. And then the Lord went on to reply in verses 19 through 20. He said, If you return to me, I will restore you, so you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. 
You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. They will fight against you like an attacking army, but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall of bronze. They will not conquer you, for I am with you to protect and rescue you. Yes, I will certainly keep you safe from these wicked men. I will rescue you from their cruel hands. And this is why our focus needs to be on Jesus. And that's what he meant when he uh, told Jeremiah to return to him. And during the cyclonic spiritual storm we are entering, this will be key. Um, you know, guys, we're going into a time of uncertainty here. Uh, a lot of it is our political leaders making gestures that, you know, they want to get rid of those who don't go along with what they want to do. Uh, they're passing laws continuously wanting to defund the police. Um, it's just a question of what they're going to do to kick it off. This is all in the word, the times we're going into, the spirit of lawlessness, and it's essentially a spirit of the Antichrist. I don't know how much of it we're going to have to be here for, but we're told to keep on that spiritual armor. When we look at Ephesians 6, verses 14 through 18, it says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So through all of these trials, we need to make sure that we are focused on Jesus and focused on the word. And by knowing that word and knowing how to hear him and understanding how to contend with these situations and understanding what we're going to have to endure, we'll be better off because we won't be giving into the temptation to respond. And we don't want to give into the temptation to respond in a way that is not Christ-like because then we're in sin. You know, when uh, people cause strife within a family, for example, there's a temptation to lash out or correct. And we need to be very cautious. We need to be very cautious not to respond to that and continue to push forward. You know, you want to let peace rule in your heart. Isaiah 26.3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are all called to live in peace and always be thankful. And Philippians 4 verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then if we look at John 14 through 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So the world right now is preaching a doctrine of peace that is opposite from what the word says. It says, if you go along with this agenda, if you do what we say, if you support these laws, which are laws of lawlessness, they promote fighting, they promote division, that's not peace. That is not worldly peace. Their idea of peace is killing off those who are against them, those who are against the evil agenda. And that's part of the new world order. You know, we've never seen such a time where everything that's good is considered bad, and everything that's bad is considered good. You know, I mentioned the pastor earlier uh, who got arrested. You know, that's just one example among many. We're going to keep seeing things like that as the times go on, and 
the times are only going to get more stressful, guys. Uh, there's no getting around this that we're going to have to endure until the end, which, you know, Jesus told us, he who endures until the end, the same shall be saved. And, you know, even if you stumble through any of these where, you know, somebody causes strife and, you know, you're backed into a corner, you know, don't don't give up. Get back up and keep going. You know, we want to keep doing good. Psalm 37, 24 says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. And so we want to keep doing good. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And this is why I tell you again, guys, keep your focus on Jesus. And one thing I always remember when I'm facing tough times, I think about what Jesus went through. I think about often what the prophets went through. The prophets had to follow the Lord's instruction. They had to go out and tell people of the world who were living in sin, like, look, if you don't stop, this is what's going to end up happening. You're going to face judgment. And they got ridiculed. They got persecuted. They got arrested. You know, sometimes they were facing death. So, and then look at Jesus. You know, he died for our sins, and yet look how he got treated. He also had to deal with hostility. He he was in the world, too, just like we are. And he, he went through it, and he still ended up dying the death of a sinner. And he never even sinned. So, you know, consider Hebrews 12.3, where it says, For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. So that's why I always say, you know, keep your focus on Jesus. Keep doing good. If you're helping others, if if you're able to assist others who are less fortunate, help them. Um, you know, guys, if these messages deliver a message that's positive and a blessing, you know, I encourage you to donate and support, you know, ministries out there uh, doing this work because there's a lot of people right now looking for answers. They're trying to figure out the whys, the whats, and the hows. And it needs to be understood that this battle is a spiritual one. This is not something that's fixed by an election. It's not fixed by going about changing laws to get rid of people that you just don't agree with. You know, you can get rid of anybody you want at the end of the day if you really believe that's what the answer is or that's what the solution is, but it's not. Those who are doing that, we're going to find out from the Lord, you know, what's righteous and unrighteous when he comes back to, to judge the living and the dead. I suggest you not to allow yourself to be part of strife and, you know, walk away, do whatever you can to diffuse that situation because a distraction from doing good is just an example of how the enemy likes to ruin the day. You know, Satan likes to come in, he likes to laugh along the sidelines while you're getting into it with somebody else. And meanwhile, you're handling it in a way that is not of the word, it's not of Christ. We want to focus on the positives. You know, and as far as response is concerned, the Lord's never going to make a temptation more than we can stand. We always have an option of how we respond. You know, I have people that have done that in my family before, you know, I'll feel like an argument's coming on or I don't know why it's like, I'll be minding my own business doing something. And it'll usually be something trivial where it, it just leads you to respond in a way that you know, you shouldn't. And so you have to be very careful on choosing your words and the way you respond. And so I submit to you, just stay strong and keep doing good. You know, don't give in to that wearing down. Don't give in to that fatigue and then be tempted to respond in a way that you know that you shouldn't. So I was going to close out in prayer now. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the mercy you have had on all of us in times we have reacted in ways that are not of you. We thank you for allowing us to reflect on the correct ways to handle these adverse situations in the times we are living. Lord, we thank you for pouring out your wisdom on us, that we may reflect on your word and the direction it provides to handle unjust situations when they arise. And Lord, we thank you for the strength you provide us in leading us through these situations. Lord, I ask you to lift up the listeners and followers of Innocence Redeemed, that they may take a moment to reflect on your will and reflect on what you are trying to show them in any situation they may encounter. Lord, Father in heaven, I ask you to bless all those listening and seeking answers in this period of great uncertainty, that you will pull them close to you and continue to pour out your love, mercy, and peace, so that they may continue to endure as you have called us to do. In your holy word, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it is my prayer that this podcast has been a blessing to you, and as always, have a safe week.